Hello and welcome to Questonia Culture. Um, I'm S. Garlic and uh, I plan to use this offshoot from Questonia to interview um, anyone interesting within the world of culture who happens to be Estonian or be in Estonia who I want to on that particular week. And um, uh, my first guest on this uh, cultural um, side of the show is uh, is a uh, wonderful jazz pianist who I've known for many years called Britta Virvis, um, who is currently based out in the wilds of Sweden. But um, Britta has just released her debut solo record. Having uh, When I first met her, Britta was in the group Greta Grund, which was a uh, duo with Maria Arma. Um, and um, they uh, worked with various travelling musicians over the years. Well, uh, Britta's now um, broken solo and is um, um, working um, with, uh, I believe, some very famous big bands in Sweden, which we'll hear about later. But um, Britta, lovely to talk to you again after such a long time, and congratulations on releasing your first record, Juniper. Thank you, Stuart. Lovely to be here. And uh, talk to you again. <laughs> and uh, obviously you would say Uniper, but I, I'm going to use, because I, I guess the word is universal, so I'm going to use the English version Juniper, if that's okay. Do you know the Estonian word? I assume it's Uniper. <laughs> it's actually Kadakas. Is it really? Because... Yeah. Ah, you see, there's a bar not far from me called Unimperium, uh, which I assumed was a play on the Estonian word for Juniper, but no. All right. Okay, I've I haven't been <laughs> uh, I've been living in Sweden for uh, since two thousand fourteen, hmm. so maybe there are some new Estonian words. <laughs> no, I I, th- I think maybe they just anglicised it for the benefit of uh, of of dummies Tourism. like me, possibly. Yeah. 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 Yes. But um, uh, Britta, um, I've I've been listening to Juniper. Um, it's it's a really good time, and it feels like the kind of record that is. A kind of so it's it's something that it feels like you're supposed to listen to in one go you're not supposed to pick out tracks and stick them in a playlist with other favorite tracks from other people it feels like a full experience and it also feels like something that you could have only made if you were in a good place in life um i mean Mm. care to elaborate on any of that or tell me if i'm right or if i'm wrong thank you um I um I kind of agree with you. I um I would also recommend people to listen to it in uh, yeah the whole the whole album from start to end because everybody who ever has had made an album know how how hard it is to to pick out the order of the album and me and Jonas Beckman who. Uh, produced this album we really try to to put the songs uh next to each other so they so the the transition is kind of seamless or it really tells a story um but the songs are written over a long period of time um the first song or the oldest song on the album is from 2015 hmm. and the newest song 2020 hmm. yeah so over a five-year period uh, so in that way a lot of things have happened 
musically in my life and uh, personally, I guess. So uh, um, it's cool that they all fit together uh, musically, I think. So you've you've actually had to live with these songs for a long, long time, at, at least three years in the case of the newest one. Um, yeah. how, how does that feel when you come back to perform those songs? Because in some senses, it must be like going back to um, a dream you had a long time ago or um, a secret diary from, from when you were five years younger. Um, do, do they still feel current to you when you play them? Yes, they uh, they do. Um but I'm also looking forward to, I'm writing new songs and uh, I feel that they are going completely another direction already. So I'm really glad that I finally had the courage to to uh, to release such a like instrumental piano trio album because I have great respect for for piano trios and I've always felt like I don't I don't just want to. You know, I, I'm really picky about um, which songs I record then, because uh, I have more songs that are on the album. But um, I, I had to really pick out the ones that I still feel connection with. So, uh, uh, but now I want to do something else. So I'm, um, we're touring now this year, but then I'm hopefully gonna record the next album in the autumn and uh, can move on from these <laughs> these songs. Okay. Um, so t- tell us a bit about the concept behind Juniper. Uh, for, first of all, um, Ju- Juniper is, I would say, one of my favourite bushes. It's uh, something mm-hmm. I always look for when I'm when I'm out um, in, in the countryside and um, it, it, it's very distinctive. But uh, why, why was it special enough for you to name the album after it? Yeah. Have you been to Sarema, by the way? Uh, I have been to Sarema. Um, I I was there last year, the most recent time. But uh, it, it's where you're from, isn't it? Yes, it's where I'm from. Uh, and you can see a lot of juniper uh, on Sarema. So it's, it's kind of a symbolic tree there. And when I needed a name for the album, then I really wanted to... To, since it's my first album under my own name, I kind of wanted to present it, uh, present the, the album to present me, who I am. And so I thought it might as well be Juniper <laughs> who mm. represents me. <laughs> but also because I started to read about the tree and the history behind it. It's like Juniper trees are a symbol of resilience and strength because they stand against uh, the harsh winds and the, the sea, they still stand strong. And I, I thought it's a great symbol for the, you know, how I want to be. I want to be an independent, like, uh, um, strong person, <laughs> uh, both mentally and, and physically. <laughs> and and they, they they also produce a multifaceted and bittersweet byproduct, which is very enjoyable late at night as well. A, a little bit like your music. Yeah, <laughs> great. I really wanted to start the album with with uh, Enigma, which is the oldest song, uh, and it's one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, and then. 
in terms of sequencing or choosing the placement, hmm. I really like the variation as many other artists too. Um, that, you know, I put Starry Night in the end. Uh, it's, it's a really calm ballad just to, just to, to finish the album really, really quietly. And to start, the, the album starts also really soft with the with just the piano, and in the middle there's ingenuity. I think it's the most uh, ten. Wait a second. No, it's it's interlude. Is it the fifth? The fifth song must be interlude with Kurt. Uh, uh, inter interlude is the fifth song, and yeah, then, that's and in then the ingenuity comes after it. Yeah, so uh, since it's called Interlude, it's in the middle. <laughs> mm. um, and uh, yeah, I just try to see uh, which songs have the same vibe. I try to separate them. Like Rush Hour and Blues are those a little bit more swingy, fast, up-tempo uh, I wanted to separate them, so I put them long f from each other, and um, yeah, just just to have the variation, I try to look at it that way. So, so what inspired Paris? Um, because mm -hmm. uh, you 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 could go multiple ways with with a, with a song like Paris. You could go towards you know Scott Fitzgerald or Emily in Paris or somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. uh, what, <laughs> what was it? What was it that inspired the sort of smoky mood of Paris? Mm -hmm. Paris, uh, <laughs> it's. Um, I've been to Paris two times, and even though I I really think it's a very lively city. It has a kind of melancholy for me because it's um, all this history and you can just, you know, think about the times that have been there. Like sometimes I can really uh, miss in, in our times this kind of uh, clubs and pubs and underground places that both writers and artists and musicians meet. And then they talk about philosophy and art and drink wine. And it feels like those places are not existing anymore. It's those mm. times are gone. And Paris reminds me of of that thought that uh, these old times uh, that people were more uh, present and uh, willing to talk bi about big topics. <laughs> with one another so it's kind of a deep song <laughs> yeah I, I guess it resonated for me that it was called Paris because I'm reading at the moment with uh, the class that I teach uh, The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway which is uh, um, I, I would say one one of that genre of uh, young people in the 1920s in Paris getting drunk regularly type um, <laughs> type type books um, uh, so, and Essentially, it's about this group of writers and journalists um, who um, 
just basically get drunk and womanize every night um, and try to forget try to forget about the impact of the First World War. But uh, mm. I, while we're talking about this, of course, you know, uh, um, the, the idea of Paris in the 1920s is probably much nicer than actually what being there was like. But uh, it, it would yeah. be nice. It would be nice to have experienced that. Definitely, because nowadays when we travel, there's so much tourism that it's um, it's hard to get the real, you know, uh, the real vibe in only a couple of days. When you when you go to a city like Paris, it's like um, you 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 see the masses with you know taking a picture of Notre Dame or uh, mm. <laughs> so yeah yeah you know yeah. Um, but so um, the pa- Paris is w- one of those songs that it that is a mood. It's uh, it, it's um, definitely uh, and and um, and it's it's quite atmospheric. Um, mm-hmm. So Saudemar is another slow track, but yeah. uh, it really feels like it's it, it's it's airy. There's a lot of space to it. Uh, w- yeah. w- was was that a deliberate move by you to to try try not try not to fill fill every beat to sort of give plenty of space for people oh. to sort of really take it in slowly? Actually, all of the songs, um, there is, there hasn't been a thought before. The songs have just come out and then I reflect on them afterwards. Like, what, what did I feel during that time? Or, and that's how it gets its name. Um, and Sarama was, I wrote it during the pandemic, uh, 2020, and it was clearly, you know, I, I didn't travel home to Sarama or Estonia for over, yeah, one and a half years. Uh, I didn't see my family and I wasn't in Estonia. So it, it was strange to, mm. to not see my family for such a long time. And not be in Estonia for one and a half years is kind of a long time. And when I finally got there, it was really emotional. Uh, so sodomize that kind of uh, the reminiscing or um, missing, missing, missing home, actually. Uh, that's why it's probably so slow. <laughs> Saaremaa is the um, uh, biggest island in Estonia, and it, it does have its own unique atmosphere compared to the mainland. Uh, there's there's just something very different about the pace and about actually how friendly people are there. Um, it, it really feels like uh, people sort of view themselves differently to how to how people do on the mainland. Um, is is that is that a sense that you get? And is that one of the things that you reminisce and feel nostalgic about? Oh, yes. I think uh, it's a big difference. 
to to live in Sarama than in Tallinn, for example. It's um, the life tempo is really much slower and more easy, and and the presence of the sea is very. <laughs> it's everyday. It's everyday life. Um, and I, I really like if there was a great jazz scene and jazz life in Sarama, I would definitely live there. Um, but you can't really live as a freelance musician. I of, of course, and um, you, I mean, you you went to Sweden first of all to go to university. Um, mm-hmm. In uh, am I correct, Uppsala? And uh, no, it was actually Skurup Folkhögskola. Ah. It's the, it's like a college they have. Hmm. Um, so I went there 2014. It's like a. Usually, they go there when they are 19 or 20 years old. But I went there after I got my bachelor from Tallinn. So I was 24, and everybody else was 19. Um, so I felt kind of old. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did... but it was fun. <laughs> And um, is is going to music school in Sweden any different, do you think, than um, other people's experiences from what you've heard of going to music school anywhere else? Is there a particular Swedish jazz vibe that you can describe mm. to us? The thing that was really particular uh, use, uh, right in uh, Skurp is that I don't know any other place in, in, in the world that has such... A great school in the middle of nowhere it's in the forest basically and the the music house is open 24 hours you have access to the studio you can record as much as you want you have steinway pianos everywhere in every room you can practice and there are people who are like-minded like everybody is so excited for music and you live together with them for one year or two years the only thing you don't have to worry about anything there's food there's coffee there's practice space there's nature just practice that's what you have to do and i don't know any other place that has this opportunity for actually such little money it's it's if you compare it to the states or something that, that it costs a lot uh, like the music education but there uh so so it it's really special and rare, I think, this Skurup. I, I think that when you went into those practice rooms and you saw the Steinway piano in every room, um, I, I, I know that you've you've grown up like a normal person. You, yeah. you know, you, you've had to really save for your instruments. So it, it yeah. must have, you, you must have felt really spoiled at that point <laughs> and, and, and really kind of like this was a once in a lifetime opportunity. I mean, um, it's, yes. it's, it's, it's something that uh, I, I think most people would feel that way. Oh yeah, really, really spoiled and and privileged uh, to mm. to go there, um, and also I knew that it's gonna end at some point. That it's you know I'm there one or two years, so I tried to make the best of it, uh, and I really practiced a lot during that time, um, as much as I could. I I could have done even more. I think I could have used the studio, for example, and <laughs> record my first album there. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, the, the the Estonian jazz scene is very small, but uh, it, it is very tight knit. And that um, um, there's there's a jazz club which has been running for years called Philly Joe's in Tallinn, uh, which yes. um, I, I I know that you've played in multiple times with Greta Grund and with with. Yeah. Uh, Oh, how how important was it, do you think, to start off in that kind of really small, close-knit, everyone-knows-each-other jazz community before yeah. getting your chance to go to Sweden and be part mm-hmm. of a much bigger pond? I, I've realised now that the world is so much smaller than I thought it was. Uh, in, in terms of the community, like the jazz community uh, is is actually quite small the 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 possibilities that you you know you you can you can just for example you go to paris you go to a jazz club and uh, you just start talking to someone uh, some of your idols and they probably talk back to you uh, really kindly uh, most of them <laughs> and it's uh, it's 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 really nice to see that uh, you know, people are traveling and studying in different places and then they come back and make bands with those connections. And it is a small community, uh, actually, mm. and a really great one. And um, it, it's a community where people look out for each other. You you, you must have had some really nice positive messages uh, from people on on the release of your album. And um, mm-hmm. um, um, I've... definitely my family and my friends. I got some messages, but I also feel um, I feel like I've lost the contact. Um, I'm pretty sure that that people don't know my name in uh, Estonia. Uh, I was at the Estonian Music Awards uh, mm. ceremony in January, and I felt I'm not kind of a third wheel, but I, I felt like wow, I, I've been living abroad for so long so many years so I I I kind of felt like I I, I don't have the right to be there or hmm. I, I felt um, that it was so long time ago I, I played in Estonia it was 2017 so I, I'm just I'm quite sure that the people I went to school with they rem- remember me of course but the younger generation and, and they have no idea who I <laughs> who I am well, that 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 happened for Helena Risti and Maria Maria Minerva, and uh, mm-hmm. also to a certain extent Kelly Cueve. It, it's it's yeah. just, I I think it's natural that if someone if someone gets an opportunity in a different country, um, yeah. then um, you 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 almost have to choose whether to have the profile in one country yeah. or the other. That seems to be the way for musicians, doesn't it? Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, and I also noticed that I. You can't live in two countries at the same time. I've tried to keep the connection with Estonia, but it, it, it. I had to put all my focus here to be really, uh, to to become a part of the Swedish scene. So I, you know, I've only prioritized things here in Sweden for a certain time now. Well, I I can assure you that pe- people are looking out for you. I, I I want to know a bit about uh, your life as a traveling freelance musician in Sweden because mm-hmm. you, we were talking before the recording about uh, some some of the people that you play with, some of the bands that you play in. Um, so t- tell us about the big band that uh, mm-hmm. gave you your opportunity to play with all these people. 
Yeah. So I started to play with uh, Norrbotten Big Band, which is based in Luleå, in north of Sweden. In uh, It was in 2019 I did my first gig. And it's a really interesting big band because it's not... They're almost not a traditional big band that you that you think of you know uh, it's they they take very interesting projects uh you play all kinds of genres like i've been on projects with uh, gospel music pop music folk music uh soul uh, crazy electro jazz and uh, so so it's very interesting and i it gives me an opportunity to meet all those people as well those artists um and hang out with them which is very rare because we always stay at the same hotel with those guests so it's a big big opportunity um for example last uh, last november then we played with uh, genevieve artadi who's an amazing singer from la who uh now has asked me to play a duo tour in England and Germany with her, um, uh, warming up Louis Cole, uh, who is one of my, they are both my, one of the biggest heroes. And that would have, isn't that would never happened if I wasn't up there in Luleå. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy. And, um, uh, some other opportunities as well. Uh, also, the saxophone player there, Håkan Brostrøm, is one of my favorite saxophone players. Uh, it's thanks to that we play there, we we get to rehearse, and so I play in his band, and uh, lots of opportunities thanks to Norbotten, big band. People talk about um, it being really important to be if you're a UK musician, you know, in one of the big cities in in London or in Manchester, yeah. to to really get to really get known, and mm. I I just think it's so cool that you can go to the far north of Sweden and uh, <laughs> and become known that way. Yeah. Uh, it, it's 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 nice that it works differently, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's very special. Um, how how it's it's different for everybody, I guess. It it could happen to you in a on the street, just you, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it could happen uh, at the jam session, of course, but very rarely, I think, you know, the jam sessions are, um, they are great in other ways, maybe. Um, but showing your best sides, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Jam session is the wrong, wrong place. So t tell us a bit about Genevieve Artardi. Um, uh, for, for those of us who maybe like me, aren't particularly mm -hmm. educated on, on this mm -hmm. scene. So mm -hmm. um, who, who is she and why is she so great? And also tell us a bit about Lewis Cole as well. Yeah. So um, when I was in Skurup, uh, I heard about this band called Knower, which is uh, Lewis Cole and Genevieve Artardi's uh, band. And I would say it's like electro, electro pop jazz, like... It's really good music and I've been partying to it. I've been listening to it when I exercise, when I when I take a walk, when I cook, when I've been listening to them so many years. And they both have solo projects now as well. And they have left Nowhere a little bit on the side. 
so Lewis Cole is doing the uh, he has released many albums but his latest was released on the same day as as mine mm. the 14th of October uh, last year and it's amazing you have to check it out it's it's you know it's it's the best like he's really nailing you know I think he's he has great text even very uh, uh, on point <laughs> and he's uh, he's just such a special musician his way of playing the drums and composing and I got to meet him because he was playing with Genevieve Artardi and Norbot and Big Band he was playing mm. the drums and I saw how much he was uh, working all the time, you know, uh, sitting in the bus and working, writing songs all the time. So I understand that he he releases such great music. So, and, and how about your own work ethic? Because uh, when when I when I first um, started listening to your music, I know mm -hmm. that um, you worked in bursts. Uh, you 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 sort of did these creative camps on 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 the island with your yes with 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 uh, Mario, Mario your 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 music partner um, mm -hmm. and. Uh, by the way, Maria Arma Ma, um, great group. If anyone yes. wants something to listen to, um, yeah. but uh, um, do you still work in the same way as a solo artist, or is, is it more of like uh, Lewis Cole, a constant mm -hmm. process? Definitely not uh, at Lewis Cole level. I I wish I could be that uh, someday, but right now, as I told you, uh, the 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 songs were written over a five-year period so i'm a, i'm more like a slow rower <laughs> like i'm i'm not writing songs every day absolutely not it's uh i'm more waiting and uh not waiting i mean i i'm i'm really picky as well like if i don't like to uh to make songs out of every idea I, I get. So I, I, I need to feel something more special to to uh, really write down a song. So I'm, I, I would definitely need to be more um, kind to myself in that way, that mm. to have that kindness and uh, it's okay to, to release not the best songs as well <laughs> like yeah and c creativity really is a muscle isn't it it's like it's something it's it something is. you you can't you can't just use it every day for hours you you need to really kind of let it rest and let it recover um um i i imagine like with every performer there is frustration when you can't get the creativity that you need at that particular time but yeah. is there a particular place where you always mm -hmm. feel a creative spark maybe like mm -hmm. a location or somewhere mm -hmm. where you practice or somewhere where you write yeah actually um i've just um, got myself a new practice space hey. with a with a with a grand piano so there i felt you know i need to have a good uh live as grand grand piano is the best because i've even though i i remember writing greta grand songs mm. in my apartment with a with a electric uh, keyboard which was not that good at all 
So, <laughs> so it's possible, but it's, I get more ideas when I'm with a real, real instrument, like a real piano. Um, so that's my practice space. It's dark. There are no windows. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really unglamorous. Um, um, you you would think that you you need like a you need like a sea view and and a great space, but actually you just need you know sometimes more often I close my eyes and then uh, don't want to see anything and just just play, and that's the best part. And just just explain to us uh, why it's so important to for you to play with a real piano and with a grand mm-hmm. piano because mm-hmm. um, what what is it about the way that you play a grand piano that makes mm-hmm. it uh, more inspirational than well um, than than, a, than than a baby piano or an electronic mm-hmm. piano or anything else? Yeah, well, it's I guess because it feels alive. Because it's a, it's a tree. It's it has the feeling of playing the keys. Is you know you don't hear the plastic uh, click click click. You just you hear the sound coming from the piano, and it's that really helps the process <laughs> of of uh, coming up new ideas. Of course. Sometimes it's just a voice, you know, uh, even if not, I'm not a singer, I, I'm, I'm using my voice to, to record ideas in my phone. Uh, I guess you do it as well. No, <laughs> I, I do, but they tend to be a lot more embarrassing than your ideas, I imagine. No, I'm <laughs> sure they are not. <laughs> At the start of the podcast, we heard the track Downton from the album Juniper. Um, Britta, uh, what do you want us to play out with? I would love to play um, Interlude. Okay, so tell us about Interlude, because it's with another musician, isn't it? Yes, there's a guest, an incredible guest, and uh, it's uh, Kurt Rosenwinkel uh, on guitar. And uh, it's actually an incredible story, because... It, it was almost like a, a joke uh, we made in the studio. After day one, we were listening back the tracks and and uh, and then we had recorded this vamp. And we, me and the bassist, we just like look at each other and imagine Kurt Rosenwinkel playing solo over this. And then we both, but wait a second, what if he could really do it so it was a joke which became a serious thought um and then i took it further and and found out his email address and uh, <laughs> t- took the courage to to write to him and and he answered uh, that yeah i will do it next week uh, which was amazing and I, when i finally got it it was better than i ever could have imagined it was really kurt rosenwinkel on our vamp it was amazing but that's that's really wonderful and it shows the power of just having the courage to write the email because yes. so, sometimes you get what you want just through a bit of courage don't you oh yes exactly and i mean he uh, he must have also recognized because i've been listening to him a lot uh 
over the years and been a fan of his music and his guitar his guitar no <laughs> his playing and um i mean this this little vamp is really we we really felt like Kurt Rosenwinkel could, could sound good on this it wasn't just just uh, oh it has to be him it was the 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 vamp that decided kind of so i i, I hope that he felt it too like it's that he felt felt uh, that he felt this um, connection musical connection well, I I definitely felt it, and um, uh, Britta Virve's album uh, Juniper is out now. You can find it on streaming platforms, including Spotify. But uh, you mm. can you can you can also you can also buy it from all good record stores. Um, Britta, lovely to have you on, and um, thank you everyone for listening to Questonia Culture. Um, you can find this on the Questonia feed. Um, we'll have plenty more hard news about terrible politicians, but also great news about uh, fine musicians uh, very, very soon. Um, uh, and stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, thank you, Britta. Thank you so much.